Thank you for tuning in to the 17th episode of the Old Code Podcast. I am your host, The Professor. Today, I want to front this application Monday with a simple aphorism for you. Something that I came up with a while back, and I think that it is... I think it's worthwhile remembering. Strain can produce strength but death cannot produce life. I want to tie this into the Friday episode in the very nature of how we handle both agriculture, but in general, I want to tie it to how we handle growth as people. What I mean by strain can produce strength. So I mentioned in the last episode the fact that a that the grazing cattle field, when the cattle munch down on a particular area of greenery, it signals a stress response to the plant, which actually forces the plant to grow back stronger, healthier, the next time. And humans are an awful lot like that. There are a great many times when we go through an intensely straining experience and we discover a new upper limit. We can go through an intense season of hardship and realize that, wow, I can do a whole lot more than I thought I could before that. And then on the flip side, death cannot produce life. Again, relating this to the Friday episode in agriculture, Death can't produce life, uh, yet we flood our fields and we flood our animals. We even flood our own bodies with things that are expressly designed to kill certain things. An antibiotic is specifically designed to kill bacteria. And we've discovered more and more over the course of the past couple years that antibiotics have a bit more of a shotgun effect and they end up killing more of our good bacteria, especially those in our gut microbiome, than we would like. So the oral antibacteria, uh, antibiotic ends up killing the good stuff that we want. And the same goes for pesticides. It kills our pollinators. The same goes for uh, herbicides. We need plants that are modified so that they can actually survive the pesticide are the herbicides that we use. The herbicides and pesticides that we spray on our plants end up in our digestive tracts, where they end up killing more of our gut microbiome and compromising our immune system. And so we keep on interacting with the world like these things that are designed to kill, that they are actually secretly meant to bring about life. And this is just how we handle agriculture. I would like to push back on certain aspects of the masculine identity, at least in the cultural lens, in order to bring about a better understanding of what does it actually mean to grow? So we have this cultural image of what it means to grow by putting yourself through the ringer. It's kind of the 
Let the old you die and let the new you be reborn. But the fact of the matter is, is the only time that seems applicable is when you're talking about in terms of the gospel. And you don't even let the old you die. The old you is already dead. The new you is being reborn, but it's not you who's doing the birthing. It's the Holy Spirit. So, I would so much rather prefer if we start using the language of growth as opposed to rebirth. At least in terms of personal growth. As far as sanctification and spiritual development, rebirth and resurrection, there's no better language. Because what was dead is now made alive. So, how do we talk about growth then? And I want to present you with these general principles in relation to both personal, emotional, physical, professional growth, all of the above. We can talk about it not as, oh, new year, new me, but it's, it's still you. It's the same you as last year. It's the same you that got you into all the problems. And in fact, I'd like to push back. All right, I'm going to keep on going with this. Uh, I'm thinking about, right now, I'm thinking about the fact that there are so many people who attribute men like Jordan Peterson or Andrew Tate with providing the drive to do more. They, they present young men with the outcome, with the option that they have it in them that, to do something great. I think that that's a worthwhile note. I think that it is worthwhile to tell young men that they have something in them that can make them driven to do amazing and great things. First of all, I don't think that these men are actually encouraging great things uh, as they carry about their lives. I think maybe you can say that Jordan Peterson has accomplished good things, but I'll, I'll keep on harping on Tate until the cows come home. He's he's a pimp and he is a con man. But when young men attribute to him the fact that they are doing more with their lives, I think they need to recall they haven't dug anything new out of them. What they've successfully done is shown them something that was already always there. Young men already have drive, they just need to have permission to do it. Young women already have wisdom, or they already have the capability to do great things, they just need permission to do it. Young people already have most of the tools. They need wisdom, and they need discernment on how to apply those tools. But they don't need any more energy or drive, because they've already got all of that. Long story short, you've already got everything in you to make yourself better. You, half of the battle is just putting it into practice. Now, I've entered a little bit of a rabbit trail, so you'll have to forgive me. I do apologize, that was a little bit of a rant. That was aside. Back to the main point. Strain and strength and death not producing life. So... Think in terms not of destruction, but in reinforcement. 
There is truth that when you are working out a muscle, you want to damage it ever so slightly so that it can regrow stronger. And that's strain. It is true that if you want to grow your memory, you ought to incrementally build up and remember and try to remember a little bit more every single time you want to develop a system. But when you're working out, you would, wouldn't want to work yourself into oblivion, essentially. You don't want to destroy yourself so that you can't return the next time around. You want to be able to strain the muscle, you want to strain your body, but just enough that it has your body release that stress response, which cues a strengthening response. Your body releases HGH, or human growth hormone, after both a sauna, which is again straining on the body, as well as in response to weight training. All of, all of these things are meant to be straining. They're not meant to be destructive. And that is one of the big things that I want you to be contemplating in this week, is how are you actively trying to destroy yourself versus how are you actively trying to strain yourself? Self-destruction and self-strain are two very different things. One is born out of the desire to become better. And one is born out of a despising of oneself. You, and I think a whole lot of people carry on in personal growth in this manner, but you attempt to destroy yourself in order to become stronger, not to become stronger, but because you despise yourself. So how are you going to actively pursue strength? And how are you going to pursue strain in a way that is not going to destroy you? How are you going to cultivate that pursuit? How are you going to... How are you going to live so that you aren't just wanting to kill yourself, essentially, in a very convoluted way. And whether or not that's dieting, or exercise, or taking care of plants, taking care of your children. Too often we conflate destruction and abuse with discipline as far as children and those put underneath us. I'll leave you with this, and I think that this is a good way to think about growth. The ancient, I want to say Athenian, but we can just say the ancient Greek, according to legend, ancient Greek method of progressive overload. And this is both, and this can be applied both emotionally and mentally and physically. Just, you have to figure it out. You have to do the legwork yourself. Ancient Greek method of progressive overload was a young man would be given a calf and he would be tasked with carrying that calf. And as the boy grew older, the calf also grew and it would grow heavier and he would have to carry it still. And he would be responsible for carrying this thing that was progressively getting heavier. 
The fact of the matter is, is that for the young man, again, according, this is all according to legend, the calf wouldn't feel any heavier because he was carrying it every day. But he wouldn't, he wouldn't automatically just try to pick up a full-grown cow. That would be stupid. He would never be stronger. But he would do something every single day, which was carry that calf at today's weight. And he would pick it up, and he would carry it. And I think that that's a good way to think about growth. I want to say, um... Oh goodness, I don't want to call his name. I'm terrible at remembering names. I do apologize. I think it's... It's the Atomic Habits guy. But his principle is 1% better every single day. And then that 1% compounds. So, how are you going to be 1% better? And I want to leave you with this. Actually, leave you with this. The goal of train shouldn't be creating a new you because the old you is so reprehensible. The goal of training in any area should be betterment of you because you are worth taking care of. You ought to be caring for and tending for the self that you have been given and that self is worth taking care of you uh, to quote the apostle paul no man despises his flesh rather he nurtures it and so tend to yourself care for yourself don't worship yourself. Don't make it an idol of yourself the way so many people in modernity have. Don't become narcissistic. Don't become your own god. But recognize that you have a responsibility to tend to yourself. And when you start growing stronger, that becomes a responsibility that you bear to others. You are strong so that you may take care of the weak. And if you are not strong, become strong so that you can take care of the weak. That's all I got for you today. I hope that this episode made some sense. I apologize for that little rant on in the middle. But I think it's important for young men to hear that they're worth taking care of. And that they already have all of the stuff that Andrew Tate could possibly offer them. In any case, this has been the Old Code Podcast. I'm your host, The Professor. If you like this episode, feel free to share it with your friends. I'll catch you next time.